episode number 47, how to get out of a funk. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about what does it mean to be in a funk? What do you do when you're in a funk? How do you move forward? How do you hold yourself accountable? And how do you build trust with yourself? We're getting to it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Cast, today we're talking about what do you do when you're in a funk? How do you get out of being in a funk? And I'm sitting here recording episode number 47 after taking a very intentional two and a half month break from recording podcast episodes. And if I'm being honest, I took a very intentional two and a half month reset of just everything. And I don't know about you, but I've been feeling it. I've been feeling the highs and the lows of the pandemic and everything that goes along with it. The excitement of a vaccine coming out, the anxiety of Delta variant, the confusion of everything going on and just all of the things, all of the things that everyone has been feeling, I've definitely been feeling too. And I decided, I know that like as recording the podcast, there's been different blocks of episodes where we focused on certain topics, like the series on codependency, the series on boundaries. And I decided like to end this year, I want to commit to ending the year with mini podcast episodes talking about ways that you can enhance your self-care and ways that you could take better care of yourself to manage all of the craziness going on. Because right now, more than ever, self-care is paramount. Loving yourself and taking care of yourself is what's going to help us all get through all of the craziness together. And that's on top of like this standard everyday overwhelm, the standard everyday exhaustion, all of the other things that are pulling us in 50 million directions, couple current events on top of all of that. And it's just so needed. And I don't know about you, but I know I've been feeling it. So doing this series is very much for me as it is for you as well. So thank you so much for joining me on this journey. So in this first episode, let's just, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what it means to be in a funk. And I don't think I need to spend much time on what it means to be in a funk because you know what that feels like. And it all hits us differently. I know for me, I know I'm in a funk when I stop answering phone calls. Like I really start isolating myself from my friends, from my family. I just feel like I crave more alone time. But the more alone time I get, the more I just want to be alone. And I start to feel really tired. I wake up in the morning just not excited, kind of feeling blah. And it's just this feeling, and it's either two extremes, either this feeling of being disengaged and de-energized and tired, 
Or then the direct opposite is of some mornings, like waking up feeling like I'm already so far behind, like my chest is pounding. And I know for me, it's not like I wake up and and these feelings are just there all of a sudden. It's kind of like a slow escalation of things. And for me, my funk has really settled in. I, I really think it had to be greater than two months ago. And I was personally in a position where I was working full-time in my business. I was teaching fitness. I was kind of at a place where I think I was teaching too many fitness classes and wasn't as excited to teach the classes as I used to be, but it was still something that I really enjoyed. And it's hard when something that you genuinely enjoy becomes something that you're not as excited about anymore. Because for me, like, I would find myself questioning, like, oh, my God, like, why am I not grateful for this? Like, I'm here and I get to coach these people and they're all so sweet and they're all making fitness progress and they're all so grateful for me being here. But I find myself, like, being not super pumped to be here like I used to be. But it wasn't so much the the coaching as much as it was I was spending too much time doing it. And it was de-energizing me. It wasn't fueling me like it once did. And for me, I love to have a lot of variety. And whenever I feel like something isn't, I, I don't want to say is it novel, but when it's not challenging me in the way that it used to, or when I'm not growing in the way that I feel like I want to, and that's like a huge part of my fulfillment. So I found myself just, you know, feeling really exhausted from doing it. And it wasn't lighting me up like it used to. It was in small doses, but not enough to keep doing it. And all of this coupled with running a business, which has been a lot of fun running the business. But when when you're depleted from doing other things, I found myself even being not as excited about my business, which really isn't like me. I love my business and talking about my business and doing things to help my business grow. But when I wasn't loving the coaching, the fitness thing, it was depleting me so much that it was really hard to show up for my business, for my relationships, for my friends, for all the other things in my life. And I really stopped taking the best care of myself. Like for me, non-negotiables for self-care are always exercise, sleep, drinking water. And they sound so basic, but when I know when I'm stressed, the first things to go are usually sleep, drinking water, I do usually do well with the exercise because I know if I drop off exercise, I really start to feel terrible, but it, it just all kind of stirred up so quickly. And I was like, oh, wow, like I really need to, to take an intentional step back here and figure out what my next steps are. And I think sometimes when you're caught up in that whirlwind, if you're anything like me, it's really easy to question like, well, where did I go wrong? What do I need to fix? Who do I need to call? Is there something medically wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Like, why am I not feeling at my best? And sometimes the best favor you can give yourself is just setting the the pause, like hitting the pause button and setting an intentional pause and really taking a step back and looking at what is going on here. And when you're in a fog and when you're in a funk, it's so hard to identify what's going on because you're so exhausted and you're so drowning in everything. The thought of hitting pause feels like 
the furthest productive thing that you could possibly do because your to-do list doesn't stop. So I would encourage you in whatever capacity you can to find the pause. That pause for you might look like five minutes. The pause for you might look like an hour. Maybe you're fortunate enough to take a half day and use the afternoon for your pause or maybe take a full day, a full day off or a Saturday to really hit pause. Shut off the devices, shut off the cell phone, put away the to-do list and light a candle and take some deep breaths and, and start asking yourself the hard questions. And I say this because when you're in a fog, it's like you completely disconnect from yourself. I know something that my coach always says. She always talks about how you have a thought, you have a feeling, and then you have a behavior. That's like the entire basis of, of cognitive behavioral therapy. And when you're in a funk, you really get stuck in that thought-feeling cycle. That thought-feeling cycle and you're doing things, but it's not really connected to much thought or much feeling. So we're going about our day, doing the things that we need to do, but our thoughts and feelings are elsewhere. So that intentional pause is so powerful because it allows us to disconnect from the swirling around in our head and really start planning intentional action so that our thoughts and our feelings, we could get out of those and we could move forward to the behavior and to the action. So hitting that pause button, I know for me, looked like taking a Saturday and sitting down and looking at what the heck am I doing? What is working well for me? What is not working well? And when playing this game, I say game, but it's, it's really having a hard conversation with yourself. But when doing this, it's so hard to objectively look at what's working well and what's not. Because, for example, the first thing that came to mind is what's not working well, the fitness thing, coaching isn't working for me anymore. So then my thought was, well, oh no, like that is my way out of the house. Like I run a business from my home. That's my socialization. That's me getting me out of the house and getting me around people. If, if I take that away from myself, then how am I going to get out of the house and be around people? It also was an income stream. So how am I going to supplement that money when I don't have energy right now and I feel like I'm not at my creative best to grow my business, my headspace isn't there. So what the heck do I do when I'm not feeling like what that action is telling me to do? So knowing something and then feeling capable enough to do it are two different things. So when you're doing this, do your best to pretend like there's no barriers and just look at the facts. Like you could look at the fact that for me, that fitness job wasn't working without looking beyond that because beyond that is, well, I can't quit because it's socialization. I can't quit because it's an additional stream of income. I can't quit because blah, 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 whatever the reasoning is. And those reasons are always there. It's just knowing that yes, they're there and you're going to overcome it. You're going to then do something else. So um, when, when doing this, when looking at what's working, what's not, it's so important to keep it objective and to not get too far into the weeds, looking at, well, why isn't it working? Or 
well, okay, it's not working, but then what? We're not playing the then what game. We're just looking at what's not working. So get your list together, what's not working. For me, like I said, teaching the fitness wasn't working. Trying to grow my business when I was feeling energetically depleted wasn't working. Feeling like I wanted to be alone all the time, that wasn't working because the more time I was spending alone, the more I wanted to be alone. And what was working was exercising. That made me feel good. Connecting with friends made me feel good when I felt like connecting with friends. (laughs) Relationships in my life were going well. There were many things going well. It was just I knew that I was spending my time doing more energy taking things than energy giving things. So then from there, once you have your list together, what is one small thing you could do to move forward? And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be, I'm in this funk and there's these list of things not working, so I'm going to make all of these aggressive changes and it's going to be better in a week. No, well, it, it takes micro choices every single day. So looking at that list, like for me, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea. So I would try different things. I wasn't sure. I thought, what can I do to get out of the house? What can I do to be intellectually fulfilled and to feel mentally stimulated? I think that I do the best business or the best work in my business when I feel intellectually fulfilled. So I started thinking, well, what do I need to do? Like what is going to give me that feeling of fulfillment. If it's not coaching, then what is it? What could it be? And I started thinking, well, what what kind of jobs could I want? Or how do I want to spend my time? And what kind of books am I reading? Am I doing things outside of my job to fulfill me intellectually? What kind of people am I spending time with? Are they making me feel fulfilled? And really getting granular with all the different things in my life. And when you're exhausted... This isn't something that you do in one, in one sit-down session with yourself and, and you, you have it all figured out. No, it's, it's really a, a continuous evaluation process. But after that one sit-down, decide what is one small thing you can do to move forward. So for me, it was um, then making the decision to leave my fitness job and, and to make a plan for what's my last day going to be. What, when is that going to be on the calendar? What am I going to do then with that time that I'm not coaching? How am I going to spend it? What is going to be the best decision for me and my future? What's going to make me feel good? What is going to financially make me feel safe? There's lots of decisions, but one of the hardest parts about planning what your next step is, is keeping your, your perspective open. So looking at not oh no, I can't do that, or that's not possible for me, but rather seeing the possibilities. And obviously, having a plan in place, like I'm not going to leave my fitness job until I know that I have another job in place, or until I know that my business is in a place where I know I could cut off that income and leave. So obviously, having a solid plan. So for me, it's amazing when you open yourself up to the possibilities and you shift from I feel stuck, I'm exhausted, I'm not sure what to do, I don't know where to go from here. When you switch from that to, well, what can I do? I'm open to new possibilities. Let me see what happens. I know that I want to do this. Let me see what's out there. It's amazing when you shift that perspective 
all the different opportunities that you didn't see before that are suddenly there. And even just putting it out there like, hey, I want to do this and letting people know what what you're open to and what you're looking for. And it's crazy the doors that will open when you're actually looking for them because when you're in a funk, you are not looking for them. So for everyone listening, this could look very differently. Maybe your self-care is not working for you. Maybe you can make the decision to go to go outside for 30 minutes a day and go for a walk three times a week. Maybe that is where you need to start to build energy. Think about it. What is one small thing you can do for yourself to get out of your funk? What do you need to reignite your energy? And I really think this all goes back to knowing what are your energy giving activities? What are your energy taking activities? And figuring out how can you increase your energy giving activities and decrease your energy taking activities. And it, it's a it's a process. It's a process of continually checking in with yourself, of continually putting your well-being on the priority list, on the to-do list, and really holding yourself accountable. So ask yourself, once you know what is one small thing you can do to move forward, what is one small thing you can do to create energy in your week, what is one way you can hold yourself accountable and make that goal clearly defined and clearly define how you're going to hold yourself accountable. How are you going to make sure that you fit in that walk for 30 minutes, 30 minutes a day for three days a week? What? How are you going to hold yourself accountable for that? So I knew for me, when I knew I wanted to leave my fitness job, I remember asking myself, like, well, how am I going to hold myself accountable? So you know what I did? I, I talked to the boss that I, I worked for then, and I, I spoke to the head coach there, and I said, listen, like, I am looking at other jobs. I'm considering other options. I'm going on this job interview. I'm not sure what the new job is going to look like. I'd love to do both because I really wanted to do both, but I'm not so sure yet. I'll keep you in the loop. That held me accountable because suddenly someone else knew what my intentions were. Now, obviously, that that type of advice isn't, isn't aligned with what your next steps are, what everyone's next steps are, but it's important to consider what can you do to force yourself into that next step. And um, for me, telling people always holds me accountable. I know when I tell someone, I'm doing it because I told someone. Um, For me, sometimes just simply telling my best friend Gabby, hey, I'm going to do this, or hey, this is what I'm doing, is enough for me to do it because I know someone else knows that I'm doing it. And it's not so much like I'm afraid of letting someone else down. That's not it. But it's just knowing, like, I really want this. I spoke this into existence, so therefore I'm going to do it. And the thing with taking action is the more you take action and the more you honor those promises that you set with yourself, the more you honor those promises, the more you trust yourself and the more confident you will feel moving forward and continuing to take action. So in summary, your best way out of a funk is going from the thought and feelings to action, taking action, asking yourself what is one small thing you can do to move forward, finding a way to hold yourself accountable, clearly defining how you're going to take that micro step or set that micro goal and then making it happen. 
you need to let me know how you get out of your funk. What are, what are your favorite ways to get out of a funk? And I will see you in the next episode. It feels so good to be back. Thank you for listening. Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light. And I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.